Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Father, we thank you for this great opportunity to share with world changes. We thank you for this great opportunity to share with great leaders. I pray that tonight as I speak life into them, uh, that they would receive it and that they would grow and that they would thrive. Father, we thank you uh, that you have called them for the time that they are needed most, which is now. You want to use them to do something incredible and something amazing now. And so in Jesus' name, we pray that you would grace them to receive this word, apply this word so that they can become better leaders. Better leaders, better organizations, better executives, better management teams, better pastors, better churches, better husbands, better families. Whenever the leader is better, the organization is better. What they're leading is better. So we thank you for that tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody on the line said, and everybody listening to the podcast said, amen. Listen, guys, I am Bishop Foreman. And uh, you are listening to uh, our uh, leadership call, which is also made into our leadership uh, podcast. And so I encourage you to avail yourself of that. Subscribe to it and leave us some positive reviews. Let us know that your life is being impacted and blessed. That's number one. Number two, if you don't have the Harvest Church mobile app, I encourage you to get it. Go to harvestchurch.church or search for it in the Google uh, Play Store or the um, Apple Store. Or you can just text the word. Uh, Harvest, H-A-R-V-E-S-T, the phone number 59769. And when you do that, we'll send you a link to get our free mobile app. I also want to encourage you, if you are a member of our leadership network, I would love to spend some time with you one-on-one. How do we do that? We do that through what we call our uh, coaching sessions, success coaching sessions. And you can book one of those if you're part of our leadership network. At the time of this recording, those are offered to you um, at, uh, at a, a steeply uh, reduced rate because we want to invest into those that are part of what we're doing. And so uh, in exchange for that, in exchange for you being a part of what we're doing, that's one of the benefits that we offer to you. And so that's offered at the time of this, that's offered at a severe, I shouldn't say severe, but at a very steep uh, discounted rate. Not because the value decreases, but we just want to let you know it's one of the values that we just want to say thank you for being connected and we're glad you're part of what we are doing. And if you're not a member of the Harvest Leadership Network, it's totally free to join. So all you have to do to join the Harvest Leadership Network is simply um, you can text the word HLN to 59769. You can join totally free. We'd love for you to be a part of what we're doing. What are we doing? We were just the Harvest Fellowship of Churches. Now, as a leadership network, we're doing that because we want to be able to reach leaders in the seven spheres of society or the seven mountains of culture, as sometimes they're called. A business, some of you are business leaders, some of you are not pastors on the time. You're business leaders, family, arts and entertainment, church, media, education, and government. So all of those spheres of society, I want to be able to have influence in the lives of leaders that are influencing people in those areas of society. So I would love 
for you to connect with the Leadership Network. No cost to join. And uh, you can text HLN to 59769, or you can just go to our website, bishopforman.com or harvestchurch.church. We try to make it super easy and convenient for you to be able to connect with us so that we can move forward in what God has ordained. As I already mentioned, and I want to mention again now, our conference, September 11, 12, 13 for 2019. Three days, myself, Pastor John Hanna, and many others are coming together to pour into you. Why? Because I want to practically equip you for you to see results in your life. I want to practically equip you for you to be able to see some great things manifest in your business, in your church, in your organization, in the department you lead. And so that's what we're coming together to do. So it's going to be a great gathering. I do not want for you to miss it, uh, because I know that uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be more than just inspiration. If you've ever gone to a conference, a lot of times it's easy to get inspired. But one of the things you should know about Bishop Foreman is Bishop Foreman is all about results. I want you to see results in what you're doing. And so to see results in what you're doing, that's why we do it the way that we do it. All right? So to register for that, just go to, again, Church, bishopforman.com. You can text the word coming, C-O-M-I-N-G. Just, hey, I'm coming. Let us know. C-O-M-I-N-G to 59769, and you'll be able to connect uh, and get registered that way. And uh, we'd love, 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 love for you to do that. I hope you got my call encouraging you. If you're part of our Leadership Network the other day, I just finished the time of prayer for you, and I called you right afterwards to let you know that I was praying for you. All right, there is that. One more thing I want to do before we get into our leadership talk for today. And I encourage if you don't have something to take good notes with, grab something, grab a phone, grab a pad, grab something so you can take some good notes because I believe that this word is about to speak life into your life. And uh, I want you to hear one of the awesome praise reports. I like hearing the praise reports of people um, who are connected uh, who are connected to Harvest. The reason this is so important to me is because um, I like, again, to see results in your life. Uh, and I believe in keeping it real so that we can heal. And so I want to read, uh, read to you just the praise report that was submitted um, that I believe is going to speak some life and encourage you. All right? So here it is. Here it is. Um, here's one. It says, thank you, for your, thank you, Bishop, for your guidance. I had the conversation. It seemed to be received well. Thank you for helping me to gather the courage to use my roar. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would. My fear and worry were for not. Thank you for your teaching and love. Thank you, Harvest, for providing a safe place. Isn't that amazing and awesome? A digital harvester uh, sent uh, that one in. Here's another one. Um, uh, listen to this. Shalom. Just after Monday night prayer. Listen, guys, if you're not on our prayer, which at the time of this is on Monday nights at 7 o'clock, uh, we do it digitally on Facebook Live. Let me tell you, you've got to be a part of prayer. 7 o'clock uh, Mountain Time. This is Shalom. Just now, after Monday Night Prayer, I checked my email, and a job position within my company I've been waiting for to open has opened. The job would allow me to have the best of both worlds of continuing my current job and pursuing my love and passion for teaching. God is on the move in a mighty way. My house is next for a miracle. Yes! Yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. Here is, uh, uh, let me share one more with you. Let me share one more with you that I think is going to just encourage you and speak some life into your life. This one says right here, um, let's see here. There's so many guys that are on here, um, and so sometimes it becomes a little difficult. Um, it becomes a little difficult to, uh, to get them all out. It says, um, this one says, 
um, praise report. It says, um, oh, God, there's so many good ones. Oh, okay, let's read this one. Here's a good one. All, right, all of them are good. Shalom, Harvest family. I've been delayed on sending my praise report, so I apologize in advance. It says, in April, I went to file my taxes. I've been nervous because I knew I made more money than the previous year at my business and corporate job. My tax preparer says, you owe $9,000. I was devastated. He said, let's file an extension. This week, I went to finish my taxes, and once the tax preparer finished, he says, you don't owe $9,000. You're going to get a return. He says, I almost fell out of my chair because I'm currently buying a rental property, and $9,000 would have impacted that. The testimonies reminded that God is amazing and that when you're a faithful giver, God can give you favor you don't deserve. Thank you, Harvest, for constantly teaching me how to be excellent and to put God first. God, if you got a praise report, I want to hear it. So please make sure that you submit that. Where do you do it? It's simple. You should, you should stick a pattern by now. With Harvest, you can do it right through our mobile app. Text the word Harvest to 59769. Listen, Bishop Foreman and Harvest want to see you win. If you don't have anybody else in your corner, if you don't have anybody else that's fighting for you, if you don't have anybody else that wants to see you win, Bishop Foreman and Harvest want to see you win. And I need you to know the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year for you. I need you to know that you are still in a year of manifestation. What's that mean? that you're going to see what you've sown for, you're going to possess what you prayed for, it's going to be a great year of results for you. How do you know that, Bishop Foreman? Because the number nine is a prophetic number. Now, what does that mean? The number itself is prophesying. It's foretelling and it's foretelling. See, to foretell means you are uh, uh, creating something for the, or you are, excuse me, you are identifying something that's already scheduled for the future. To foretell is to put some on the schedule. In other words, I call something forth that was not there. And so the number nine prophesies. It's the number of fruitfulness. It's the number of results. It's the number of birthing. And you need to hear me, leader. You are birthing a better version of yourself. I want to get into today's leadership talk um, because one of the things that uh, every leader needs to know how to do is to set the table around you. Whoa, this is going to be a good one. How do you set the table around you? Now, this is so important because I believe that you have to determine in your mind as a leader that nobody gets to sit at your table unless they bring something to your table. And setting your table as a leader could be a very, very, very uh, complicated thing because especially if you're in ministry, sometimes you can become emotional about what you need to be practical about. Sometimes you can spiritualize things that need to be practical, and sometimes you can make uh, practical things that need to be spiritual. And so since this is a leadership podcast and a leadership talk, but obviously we, uh, I am a Christian, and if you're not a Christian, we encourage you to give your life to Jesus, but all of this is based on biblical principles. Why is that important? It's important because as a leader, you need to know how to set the table around you so you can get optimal results. So if you would, if you're taking notes, I just want you to write this phrase down. Everybody at my table must bring something to it. Whew, that's a good point. We could stop right there and spend a lot of time right there. Everybody at my table must bring something to it. Many times uh, in leadership, you can put people at your table because of longevity, but not because that they bring anything necessary. Sometimes you have people sitting at your table because of emotional connectivity, but not because they bring any productivity to justify why they are sitting at your table. Everybody sitting at your table should bring something to the table. And if you are a pastor, if you are a ministry leader, you've got to make sure that you set your table right. So I want to read you a scripture. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 16, it says this, from whom the whole body joined and knit together 
by what every joint supplies according to the effective working of which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. This is a loaded verse. I'm going to break this verse down, and then I want to give you some quick principles to help you set the table. Why do you want to set your table? As a leader, listen to me, please. I was sitting at a meeting today, sitting next to a pastor, and uh, he said, Bishop Foreman, he says, you know, while I'm part of a denomination, he says, I want, uh, I want here locally in the area, he said, I want to make sure and I want to be connected to you. He said, I want to sit under you. Me personally, he said, I want to sit under you. He says, uh, because I need to have some accountability. And, uh, and, and, and he began to ask me some questions. And he began to ask questions about, uh, you know, I was showing him some things. As I, was, I was working while we were at the meeting. My laptop was open, and uh, my, I was, my phone was open, and so I was getting some things done. And he said, wow, so how long did it take you to put, you know, put, put the team together like that? And I said, one of the greatest things you can ever learn as a leader that you're always going to be putting the team together. I'm going to say that again. You're always going to be putting the team together. Sometimes when you're a leader, you can think that the work of building the team is over, and the reality is it's not. All you have to do to see this principle is look to sports. When you look to sports, every single year when they're in their offseason, they are putting together and refining their team. What are they doing? They're looking at the players. They're looking at footage and performance. This is so important as a leader because that scripture says, watch what this says. It says, join together and knit together by what every joint supplies. In other words, it says the only reason that the, that the, that the uh, elbow, uh, uh, you know, you've got your, the upper part of your arm, the lower part of your arm, the elbow pulls both parts together. He says both of those parts, the only reason – that they're knit together is they're knit together because the joint is supplying something. And then it goes on to say, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. In other words, you've got to make sure that the people at your table, the people on your team, that's what I mean by that, the people on your team are bringing something to it. Hear me. Nobody is better than the wrong somebody. I'm going to say it again. Nobody is better than the wrong somebody. Sometimes in life and sometimes in ministry, you will have the wrong people at your table and on your team, and you can get frustrated about the results you're getting, not understanding and not realizing that at the end of the day, it is better to have nobody doing it than to have the wrong people doing it because you will end up having to go behind them. You will end up not being able to trust what they're doing. You'll end up not being able to believe in what they're doing. So I said to him, one of the things I had to learn is lady he says, I'm all, I said, I'm always building a team. I said, I'm always, I'm always changing people out, changing people in. I want to start with a great principle to give you, and then we're going to get into the meat of this talk today. Guys, you're going to get a lot of good meat today, so I want you to take some good notes. And if you're on Twitter, you can tweet me what you're getting out of this, at Bishop Foreman. If you're on Instagram, you can do an Insta story. with Use one of the quotes that I share with you today. And you can do an Insta story, at Bishop Foreman. And if you want to just type something on my Facebook page, you can do that, Bishop Foreman also, B-I-S-H-O-P-F-O-R-E-M-A-N. Matter of fact, I want to hear from you because I want to know that this is blessing, blessing you as a leader. Um, one of the great principles that I have learned and discovered as a leader is called the waterfall principle. Here's the principle. Y'all remember in malls, when they, all the malls, the hot thing to do in malls was to have the waterfall, and you go and you put your penny or your quarter. Y'all remember that? You remember that? And you would have that there, and while you had that, everybody would want to go. The kids would want to go. You'd see it. You'd hear it. You know, it was a fun thing to do. Well, 
the reality is, is if you've ever paid attention to the waterfall, you'll notice something. You'll notice that everything that was, watch this, that was away from the source of the water, it was getting wet. How does the waterfall work? The water goes up, then it goes over. It creates that arc, right? It goes up and over. Sometimes, watch this, the reason that you have to consistently change your team is because when people get too close to you, they can stop getting wet. It's the waterfall principle. Now, what's wet? It means they can stop being affected by your leadership because they've gotten too close. They have made you the source of water. They've made you common. And when they make you common, they have to be pushed out, not in rejection, not, 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 not in hatred or bitterness, but they've got to be pushed out because they no longer respect you. They no longer honor you. They no longer value your words. And so sometimes as a leader, you've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable and realizing your team is always going to change. In sports, they're changing out the coaching team. Why? Based on performance. Did your department perform? If our defense sucked last year, we need to change the leadership. We cannot sit back and simply say, oh, you know, with these players, these players, these players. Well, we've got to change the leaders sometimes. Sometimes you do need to change the players. If the leaders are giving um, the, the team all of the tools they need, but the team isn't using those tools, then you need to change the players. What's the point? Is that you do not allow your team to have consecutive failures because you are unwilling as a leader to change the team out. I need you to realize the principle of the waterfall. You're going to have to consistently get used to changing your team. Don't let people tell you that longevity means success. I just said something like that. A lot of the times people look and say, oh, wow, so-and-so's been with you for all this time. That doesn't mean they've been a success. Maybe they just have been, a, been a, a, an obsolete obstacle all of that time. The leader just didn't have the courage to remove them. Just like a marriage. People say, oh, my God, they've been married for 50 years. But maybe they haven't slept in the same room for 48 of those 50 years. That doesn't mean success. So do not automatically think that longevity means success. As a leader, you've got to constantly change out your team so that you are always winning. I'm going to say it again. You've got to constantly change out your team so you're always winning. Do not at all think that you must keep the team the way that it's been if the team's not winning. Don't think at all you've got to keep the people around your table at that table if they are not winning, okay? Because let me just tell you the truth. The moment that, you know, people – I had to learn this principle, and I shared this with that pastor today, and I'm going to get into the meat of this talk, um, is uh, we were talking, and, and I said a lot of times, especially as a pastor, sometimes you make decisions totally based on the people, right? And, well, the people need this, the people need that, the people need this, the people need that. And that's the heart of a shepherd. A shepherd cares about the people that he leads, and that's the heart you've got to have on your shepherd, right? But sometimes you, you've got to realize, as the shepherd, you're responsible for the whole, not just the individual. Now, Jesus is, you know, is responsible for you know, the individual. You're responsible for the whole. Why is that important to know? Because sometimes you will make changes trying to acquiesce to the team you're leading, but can I tell you? that those team members 
more often than not, if they got to make a choice, they're sometimes not going to consider you and some of the choices that they're making. They're not going to consider the organization. They're not going to consider the team. They're not going to consider the church. And so you have to be mindful of those types of things when you are leading, all right? So don't be afraid to change the team out so you keep winning. Now, verse Ephesians 4, 16, whom, whom the whole, whole body joined and knit together. What knits them together? What everybody supplies. In other words, what brings us together is that you got what I need and I need and I got what you need. In other words, there is a common thread here. There, there, there's, let's replace the word need with you supply something that I want and I supply something that you want, all right, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, which means everybody at the table has to do their part, okay? As a leader, you are not doing yourself a favor when you hold on to people that don't do their part. As a leader, you are not succeeding when you hold on to people who don't do their part. We're talking today about making sure that you set the table around you well. What does that mean? The people on your team. It says, by which every part does its share, causes growth. Stop right there. He says, the way we know the right people are at the team and at the table is things are growing. Woo! That's a good principle, leaders. The way we know that I got the right people at the table and I got the right people on my team is that things are growing. If you're in business, revenue's growing. Expenses are not, all right? If you got the right people, uh, and I guess, you know, that depends on what, what phase of business you're in because sometimes your expenses will grow, but your revenue is making up for, the, uh, for the, the difference there. If you are a church leader, that means the ministry is growing, not just numerically but spiritually. People are becoming more mature. How do I measure maturity? Conflict. When there's conflict, how are people acting in the midst of conflict? How are people acting when things are not going their way? Are they throwing tantrums or are they maturing? You have to be able to measure growth. It says every part does its share, okay, causing growth, causing growth, which means if, if things aren't growing, we need to take a look at the table. If things aren't improving, we need to take a look at the table. Hear me, senior leaders, if you've got people sitting at your table that are leading things in your organization and the things they're leading aren't getting better, and you keep coming up with all the ideas to make it better, that's the wrong person sitting at your table. Change them out. Okay? There's three things you can do. You can train, transfer, or terminate. Train, transfer, or terminate. So, so one, maybe what you need to do is maybe as a leader you need to give more training to show people how to produce the type of results you want. But let's be clear, leaders, that doesn't mean you do it for them. Okay? So that doesn't mean you do it for them. So, you know, you can't be – you know, if you're a pastor you, you, and, you know, you got somebody that's over your music, you can't also be the music director. You can't do both. So that doesn't mean you do it for them. So if you've got to do their job, that means you need to change that person out. You can't be the kids' leader, all right? That, so if they, you can't do it for them. You may need to change them out. In business, you may need to change them out. Watch this. In family, you may need to change out who's doing certain things in the family, all right? Okay. Uh, train, transfer. Transfer means after we've trained, this is what I just said, you, cha you, you transfer people. You change them out. Maybe you're not good at paperwork, but you're good at making people feel good. Okay? So let's get you somewhere where you're good. Got it? So that that way the organization is growing. Let's get you somewhere where you're good. Or terminate. Terminate normally you do when people have bad attitudes. 
when people have bad attitudes about underperforming, that's when it's time. That's when it's time to make a change. That's when it's time to just say, you know what, this is not going to work. Train, transfer, terminate. So Ephesians 4.16, from whom the whole body joining it together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Now, I want to give you uh, a few things um, uh, uh, that I I believe are necessary to set your table. And I want to call it the vitamin C principle. Now, vitamin C, first of all, in 1 Corinthians 15.46, the Apostle Paul teaches us that natural things can sometimes paint a a picture of spiritual principle. So vitamin C is an essential nutrient in human bodies because it's, number one, an antioxidant, and it protects the body against oxidative stress. Two things happen in the body when there's a deficiency of vitamin C. Now, that oxidation, essentially, the body uh, will rust out, essentially. So vitamin C keeps you from rusting out, okay? We could say it in leadership, it keeps you from burning out. Two things happen when there's a deficiency of vitamin C. The first, naturally, is scurvy. Um, Spots appear on the thighs and legs. A person looks pale, feels depressed, is partially immobilized. Uh, they can have weight loss, they loss of teeth, jaundice, fever, etc. So what does this look like if you're lacking vitamin C um, in a spiritual sense or a philosophical sense in your organization? Uh, is that um, it's pale, it's depressed, uh, it, 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 just looks, it just looks depressing, looks discouraging. The second um, thing that happens when there's a deficiency of vitamin C in the natural is that oxidative stress. That's when the immune system doesn't function properly. And it can give rise to a host of uh, diseases and dysfunctions, right? Um, So one, for example, is sickle cell disease. So in the natural, blood cells are no longer flexible. Philosophically and spiritually, you lose your ability to bounce back. Are you catching this principle? Parkinson's disease. In the natural, there's a degeneration of the central nervous system. Um, Spiritually and philosophically, stress and worry will consume you. In the natural, um, when there's a lack of vitamin C, you can have Alzheimer's disease. In the natural, you can have, it's a brain disorder. Symptoms include confusion, irritability, aggression, mood swings, uh, trouble with language and long-term memory loss, withdrawal, bodily functions are lost, ultimately leading to death. And spiritually and philosophically, you become like the children of Israel, repeating cycles rather than conquering them. It can lead to heart attack and heart failure. Naturally, that's the failure of the heart to pump. Spiritually and philosophically, you don't want to love anybody anymore, right? As a leader, you have to be able to get along with people. Got it? And one of the most challenging things about being a leader is people. But you can't walk around bitter and angry and mad at people. And that can happen if there's some lack of vitamin C in your team. Uh, It can even lead to, listen to this, schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. If there's a lack of vitamin C, naturally. Naturally, it's a mental disorder characterized by a breakdown of thought processes and poor emotional responsiveness. It can manifest as auditory hallucinations, being paranoid, bizarre delusions, disorganized speech and thinking, and it's often accompanied by significant social or occupational dysfunction. In other words, on their job, a person, they're unable to function properly or socially, they're dysfunctional. Spiritually uh, and philosophically, you can become like that man in Mark chapter 5 that cuts himself because he's stuck in the past. Um, And so what happens is is that as a leader, you can kind of go from extreme to extreme. Then there's something called fragile X syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, And I'm giving you these natural things to show you spiritual and philosophical principles as it relates to your leadership. 
right? Fragile X, it's where it turns into naturally autism and intellectual disorders. Spiritually and philosophically, um, you can become what the uh, scripture calls a fool. As a leader, you can, what's a fool? It's one who uh, lives as if there is no God. So you can actually be a Christian but live as if there is no God. As a Christian business leader, is God in charge of your business or, or, or is it you? As a Christian leader in arts and entertainment, is God is in charge or is it you? Chronic fatigue syndrome uh, is simply uh, naturally where you can have uh, symptoms similar to the flu and other common viral infections, including muscle aches and headache and extreme fatigue. However, these symptoms last for six months or more. As a leader, physically, or excuse me, spiritually and philosophically, spiritually, you can be like the woman with the issue of blood whose issues never seem to go away. You can literally be a leader that has chronic fatigue. You, you have been in a bad place for a long time. So you've learned how to live in a messed up chronic fatigue situation. All of those things can happen naturally when there's a deficiency of vitamin C. What does 1 Corinthians 15, 46 teach us? That natural things can show us spiritual principles. So why did I do that? that you can see the importance of these five things I'm about to give you that you need to make sure is in everybody around your table and everybody on your team. And if they're not, you train, you transfer, or you terminate, okay? You train, you transfer, you terminate. The first C is Christ, okay? It's Christ. Now, this seems to be a no-brainer, right? But here's the reality. Leader, you got to make sure that the people around you, especially if you're in church leadership, that they love the Lord. What's proof that they do? Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Do what I say. In other words, proof that you love me is that you make what's important to me important to you. You've got to make sure you've got people on your team that that's how they live. That's how they act. That's how they walk. That they make what's important to the Lord important to them. If you are dealing with people who have a fundamental issue with God, then please hear me, they are going to always have issues with you. If they have a fundamental issue with God, they're going to always have issues with you. It doesn't mean they need to know the Bible like you do. It doesn't mean that they need to be able to quote Scripture like you do. It just means that they got to make what's important to him important uh, to themselves. That's what it means, all right? If you're in business, this principle can be nuanced a bit, right? Because in business, depending on the business you're in, that might not be your reality. Your reality may not be that everybody around you is a Christian. But what does that principle mean? They need to respect the fact that you are. I just said something, leader. They need to respect the fact that you are. You can't let other people come around you and disrespect the fact that Jesus is important to you and Christianity is important to you. They wouldn't allow it for other faiths, so you can't allow that for yours. So, you know, everybody at your table may not be a Christian if you're in the business world, but you certainly got to make sure that they don't disrespect the fact that you are. Because if they disrespect what you believe in, they will eventually disrespect you. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again. If they disrespect what you believe in, they will eventually disrespect you. Here's the, number, here's the next C. Remember, we're talking about vitamin C. Everybody at your table, everybody on your team has to have vitamin C. If not, you're going to experience some of those disorders we talked about. Here's number two, character. All relationships are revealers of character. See, who a person really is is character. Got it? Who people think they are is reputation. Who they really are is character. Who people think they are is reputation. Okay? If you don't trust them, it's already over, and you two are the only ones that don't know it yet. See, trust can be built, but it takes time. Trust can be rebuilt, excuse me, but it takes great time, maturity, and humility. If you can't trust the people on your team, guys, 
What are you doing? You need to train, transfer, or terminate. Would you say that with me, leader? Train, transfer, or terminate. Come on. I know it may seem corny. It's not corny. You're going to get results. Say it with me, please. Train, transfer, or terminate. Some of you may be entrepreneurs and you're in your startup phase. This is so important because if you get the wrong people on your team early, they can sabotage your plan. I'm going to say that again. If you get the wrong people on your team early, they may sabotage your plan. And you may think that it won't work. It's not that it won't work. It just won't work with them. Don't let them be the lid or the ceiling to what it is that you're doing, all right? Character. Who are they really? Do they tell the truth? Are they integral? Are they trustworthy? Do you always have to check behind them to make sure they're telling the truth? If you cannot trust them, eventually that's going to fail, all right? And there's a reason you can't trust them. You know, the Bible talks about the power of discernment. The purpose of discernment is so that I can discern the spirit by which somebody's operating in so that I can avoid problems. See, people like that, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. You just alleviated the necessity of discernment. Why ask for discernment if you're going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt? The reason you have discernment is so that you can know up front that's not the right person to be around me. I pray, let's go, as a leader that your discernment would increase. I pray that as a leader, your discernment about people's intentions and motives would increase. I pray that your discernment as a leader would increase for the people sitting around you and the people at your table so that you'd be able to make wiser and smarter decisions and not have to do so after having lost time, energy, or money. Here's number three, chemistry. Amos 3.3, can two walk together unless they agree? Guys, do you even like the people at your table? If not, why are they at your table? Okay? Sometimes we have this thing of, oh, I can't stand telling her, but, you know, here's the reality it is that as a leader, you get to pick who's at the table. You get to pick who's on the team. So if you don't like them, um, now, first off, you need to check yourself as a leader to make sure that the reason you don't like them isn't for some stupid, selfish, prideful, arrogant reason. But if you don't like them, here's the deal. In chemistry, whenever there's a bad mixture, you're going to get an explosion. And so sometimes, listen, I talk to all kinds of leaders. I consult for all kinds of leaders, pastors, bishops, uh, startup churches, churches with 10, 20, 30 people, churches with 5, 10, 15,000 people. And here's what I've always learned is that you've got to make sure the people around you, if they're going to be holding up aspects of your organization or aspects of what you're doing, you've got to make sure that you like them. You've got to like them, leaders. And if you don't like them, it's okay to just, you know, hey, we don't have chemistry. I, I don't like your attitude. And, and, and so what do you do? You train, you transfer, you turn it. Maybe that person doesn't know they have a stink attitude. Maybe that person doesn't know they got a bad attitude. So what do you do? You train, you transfer, you terminate. Here's number four, competency. Can they actually fulfill their end of the bargain? And this one, leaders, sometimes can be tough when you're in the, in the, in the initial building stages or something. Because sometimes you have to utilize individuals to get things done that sometimes uh, may not have the skill set that you really need, but it's close enough. And here's the reality. This is where, when it comes to competency, is that you always, there's a principle I believe in in leadership called the principle of universal remotes. I, I, I created that, by the way, um, <laughs> called the principle of universal remotes. You ought to share that one. You ought to tweet that one to me or Instagram that one to me. It's the principle of universal remotes. What does that principle say? That principle says 
that a universal remote is more valuable than a specialist, right? A universal remote is more valuable than a specialist. Why? Um, today, of course, a lot of stuff we can control via our phones and all that, but y'all will remember, and I still even have it. I'm, I'm here in my office now, and I have my TV, and then I've got my Apple TV, and because all of my TV I can look at through my Apple TV at, at this time, or or uh, or my um, now I got the, the Alexa Q pill. But but here's the point. The point is, is that that universal remote has the ability to be programmed to do several different things. Sometimes, as a leader, when you're looking at competencies, it, can a person be trained to do multiple things? Can a person be trained to do multiple things? Because if a person can be trained to do multiple things, then that individual has more value as it relates to their competencies. I'm not saying it's an individual person. Now, everybody's valuable. Everybody's necessary. Everybody matters, every, all of that. But it comes to their competency is that the, um, a universe remote has greater value than a specialist. My Apple TV remote, I can only use on Apple TV. I can't use that on the TV. I can't use it on uh, a VCR, I can't use it on a DVD player, I can't use it to control anything else. But I have another remote on my desk. It's a universal remote. That remote can be programmed to control multiple devices. So sometimes as a leader, before you say, oh, that person doesn't have the competency to do it, but can they be trained? I pray that as you're moving into the second half of this year, as a leader, that uh, whether you're in business or an entrepreneur, whatever you're doing, that you have people around your table that have the ability to be a universal remote. Here's the final one I want to give you guys. Remember, we're talking about setting the table, building your team, contribution or contributor. Are people on your team, are they contributors um, for all of what they want? What are they bringing? What are they bringing to the table? See, if a person's not a contributor, they're a consumer. And a consumer is what the Bible describes in Proverbs chapter 30, verses 15 through 16. It says this, um, the leech has two daughters, give and give me some more, or give. There are three things that are never satisfied, four never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not satisfied with water, and the fire never says enough. So the writer of Proverbs, which means wisdom, he's speaking about a leech. A leech is a parasitic, or, a parasitic organism. He says the leech only wants more and more and more and more. Um, and it says, it, it's never, it goes on to talk about things that are never satisfied. The grave is never satisfied. In other words, he's saying people are, are always going to continue to pass away. The barren womb, he says the barren womb is always going to want a child. The earth is not satisfied with water. You're always going to have to continue to water things that you want to see grow. That's a word for somebody right there. Because some of you, you're like, I did all of this labor last year. Where's my growth? Well, you have to keep doing it. See? You have to continue to water what you want to see grow. Whatever you want to grow, you've got to keep watering. And finally, the fire. The fire is going to continue to consume until it's extinguished. The principle here is you've got to make sure that the people around you, and let's even talk friends, because let's make this principle not just about organizations or business or ministry or departments and churches or departments in a company or an entrepreneurial endeavor. Let's make it about your friends. The people sitting at your table, what do they contribute? Or is all of the contribution from you? Are you always encouraging them? They never encourage you. Are you always building them up and they're never building you up? Are you always speaking life into them and they're never speaking life into you? Can I tell you that if your walk as a leader 
where you, is everybody around you is always taking from you but never contributing to you, you can eventually begin to resent those people. Because every time you see them coming, you're going to say, oh, there they go. They want some. What they want. What they want. And as a leader, you can't be healthy. And hear me. Leader, the future needs you healthy. Would you please type that? My future needs me healthy. Your future needs you healthy, leader. All right? So I want to encourage you in that regard, make sure you got those five doses of vitamin C. Let me give it to you one more again. Uh, one more again. One more time. One, Christ. Two, character. Three, chemistry. Four, competency. And five, contribution. What are people contributing? What are they bringing to the table? This is a real practical leadership lesson, but I encourage you to take the principles and use them for every aspect of your life. And when you do that, you're going to see some amazing things happen. Listen, if this has been, or any of our leadership talks, our leadership calls, or any of our leadership podcasts have been a blessing to you, I want to encourage you to sow. You sow into what uh, sows into you. You pour into what pours into you. And so you're welcome to do that. One, you can go to harvestchurch.church. You can click the Give button, and you can sow that way. You can also give in our mobile app. How do you get the app? You can text the word HARVEST to 59769 to get our app. In addition to that, you can also use Cash App. You can do it two ways, using the cash tag, cash tag Bishop Foreman, should you desire to send that as a love offering directly to myself. You want to send it to support the great work, and, and that will all ultimately, just you know, goes back into supporting the great work of Harvest Church. Or if you want to give it directly to the church, you can do cash tag Harvest Church Give. Again, that's Bishop Foreman, the money sign, Bishop Foreman, one word, F-O-R-E-M-A-N, or Harvest Church Give. I want to encourage you to sow uh, in one of those three ways tonight. Uh, if this call and if our leadership podcast is a blessing to you. Allow me to pray for you and give you one final invitation to our September conference. Father, again, I thank you for these great leaders. I pray that they would take these principles and make them applicable uh, uh, for their various situations of leadership, that they would set the table around them to be a table where everybody sitting at it brings something to it. Every single human being is valuable. Every single human life is valuable. Father, what we want to do is make sure that we've got the right ones in the right places so we can get the right results. It makes no sense to have a chair in place of an automobile. They're great, but they serve different purposes. It makes no sense to have a phone doing the work of a, of a, of a, of a, of a door. They serve two different purposes. And so this is what today's talk is about setting the table around us with the right people so we can see growth and great results in our lives and what we lead in our families, in our friends, in our finances. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, guys, don't forget, September 11, 12, 13, it's the conference. Get registered. Text the word coming, C-O-M-I-N-G, to 59769. Go to harvestchurch.church. Click on events, or you are also able to um, get it in our mobile app, text over to 59769. Love you so very much, and I love spending this time with you. The time is kept brief on purpose. As leaders, you're busy. We're doing tons of things. Excuse me, not busy. We're productive. Don't use the word busy. Use the word productive. You can be busy, but that doesn't mean you're going anywhere. Productive means you got something done. So we're always being productive, and so I am just uh, so blessed to be able to share this time with you tonight. All right, it'll be on podcast here very soon. So make sure that you go avail yourself to that. Shalom, everybody. Have a phenomenal day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.